Name the direct sales company that specializes in all sorts of bags, totes, and purses, and you can even get them personalized too. That's right, it's 31, that's the sales company. Hello everybody, this is Kaylin Chenoweth. I am back from an unintended hiatus, but all is well. You are listening to Starting Sustainability, and this is episode 31. As I mentioned on the last episode, I intended to slow it down and do the podcast every other week. However, we've had a ton of stuff going on around here, and unfortunately I was not able to record last week, so... uh, That's what I meant by my unintentional hiatus. I ended up taking three weeks off when I was only anticipating um, every other week, but that's okay. Well, let me fill you in on what's been going on. We have been gearing up for this baby's arrival. I have six weeks left, which is exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time because my firstborn came nine days early. So even though I'm telling myself six weeks, I have to realistically think it could be five weeks, which just makes my anxiety go up a little bit more. Let me fill you in on what's been going on. We did get the siding on our house repaired. We were trying to be affordable and sustainable, and we the wind had ripped it off quite a few months ago, so we finally got a contractor out to come and fix it because we were not capable of doing it ourselves. We have a two-story house. We do not have a ladder that's tall enough. It's a two-person job. I am not climbing on a ladder in this condition. It's also winter, rainy and snowy and cold and super windy. So we hired somebody else to do it. They came out and fixed it. They used what siding we had. Some pieces were missing, said to go and get additional siding that was discontinued. So it doesn't, they got what they could match as close as possible, put it up. And when we came home, we thought that doesn't look very good. It really doesn't. But the siding's up And we'll get the HOA off our back and all will be fine. And four days later, it all blew off again when we had another strong, windy day. So that stinks. We then, of course, called the contractor and told him. Gave him the chance to come out and fix it. It took about another week or two for him to work us into his schedule. Came out and fixed it. And the second job was significantly worse than the first job. So we're done with that contractor. And unfortunately, we got him off of HomeAdvisor, and he had 19 really great reviews. So I'm starting to question if those were trustworthy reviews or if it was just friends and family or even himself going in there and leaving comments and feedback. I don't know. But we're not going to use him again. So we got a different contractor. They're going to come out in another two weeks. And they did find the siding. The original wasn't even discontinued, which just tells me the first guy was really lazy. So yay, home ownership. (laughs) All of you who currently own homes feel my pain on how frustrating this can be, but that's okay. Another home issue that I wanted to share with you was yesterday, ironically, we had a 60 degree day, which is rare because it had been snowing the whole previous week. Super cold and crummy weather, but for some reason on yesterday we had really nice weather and I took the dog outside and threw this stick and played with him in the yard. And when my son woke up from his nap, took him out into the yard and we were playing and my son kept stopping and pointing at the ground going, it's poo! It's poo! 
because he only says like maybe less than 20 words, but it's poo is definitely one of them. Said, so, yeah, there's a lot of dog poo all over this yard because we haven't cleaned it up because it's been all wintry and yucky and now the snow has melted and the weather's nice. We're going outside and there are dog bombs all over the place. So I put the dog in the house and then I went out to the front yard with my son because there's not any poo out in the front yard. And we were playing outside in the front yard. And then we ended up walking down the street and we went about three, four houses down and the neighbors were out and they were playing. So we let our kids play and I was talking with the other adults. And about 30 minutes goes by. I was like, all right, we, you know, they wanted to go inside and go get dinner. I wanted to get my son home and so we could get inside and get dinner going. And my husband, he got stuck working the whole weekend as well, which is also why I was hope I usually record and edit and upload and post and do everything podcast wise on the weekends. But when my husband has to work the entire weekend, it makes it extremely difficult to do that because now there is a toddler in the background <laughs> who's yelling and screaming I can only do it during nap time and my son has been on quite the nap strike recently so it's been extra challenging anyways my husband came home and I was like hey let's go see daddy because he's only you know maybe 20 yards away at this point we're walking up my husband yells at me and he points up at the the window and he goes hey is our window broken? I said, no, no, I left it open. I opened up all the windows to air out the house, just the windows on the upstairs so we could get the house to air out. And he goes, look, look. And he didn't say, is that window broken? He said, it's open, <laughs> which it was. And the screen had been ripped open. And I was like, oh my gosh, somebody broke into our house up on the second story. Oh, <laughs> there's nothing valuable in there, but sure, go, Okay. And then I, as I kept walking closer, almost to the driveway, I rounded the tree in our front yard and I saw that our dog was on our roof. Our dog busted through the window screen in my son's room, which is up on the second story, and climbed out on top of the roof. Because we just got our roof repaired, like back in November. <laughs> It's a brand new roof. I don't know how long our dog was out there on the roof, but his plan to get down from the roof was to dig. And so he did. He dug up at the edge of the roof and knocked a bunch of shingles off in two different locations on the roof. But he was still up there when we got home. So I stayed outside and told him to stay, stayed, because he looked like he was about to jump into our arms. I was like, stay, stay. And my husband went inside, went upstairs, put his head out the window and called. And the dog ran over and hopped into the window. Oh my freaking goodness. <laughs> the adventures of our dog. We did finally sit down and filed our taxes last weekend. So that was another big thing. We are definitely getting significantly less than what we got last year. We're actually getting less than half of what we got last year. Which is a bummer because we were really planning on that money to help out with hospital bills and for me taking maternity leave to help supplement paychecks and all that stuff. But that's okay. We'll make it work. We'll figure it out. Just a tip for you guys out there. If you're running a home business, which I counted this podcast as a business because I do have fees every single month and I'm really not making any money off of this. We sat down and I know it's kind of taboo to talk finances, but I'll share how much money I have truly made off of this podcast. So you can do affiliate marketing, which I've dabbled in a little bit, but as you've noticed, I don't have 20 advertisements on my podcast because 
when I listen to other podcasts, I get extremely annoyed whenever there are a whole bunch of ads. And I get that that's how the person running the podcast is getting paid. And I usually just fast forward through a whole bunch. So I, I really don't have advertisements all that much. <laughs> and, and so far, for, since last April, so almost a whole year, in the year of 2019, with all my podcasting efforts, I made... I definitely put in significantly more than that. I am running this at home. I do all my podcasting at home. And that is a tax deduction if you have an at-home business. And the tax return difference was five whole dollars by by doing my business at home. But it cost $52 to fill out the form to get that $5 back. So... In conclusion, uh, it was not worth the effort on that form. (laughs) Not at all. I also wanted to tell you about a scary moment last Tuesday. So yeah, it was about a week ago. I definitely had Braxton Hicks contractions, which I never got them when I was pregnant with my son. In fact, when I, when I went into labor, I knew it was nine days early and I thought that that was false labor, which is why it took me so long to get to the hospital. Cause I was so convinced, Oh, this must be the false labor. Everyone's talking about. And then 12 hours later, I was like, it's not going away. We're going to go to the hospital now. And I ended up having a kid that night. So <laughs> we're sitting there at the dinner table. It's Tuesday night. It's like seven 30 at night. We just finished dinner. And I was like, my stomach is just bothering me. I keep getting these sharp shooting pains, but they're not quite gas pains and I couldn't quite figure it out. And I was like, oh my gosh, if this is real labor, which then I immediately panicked. I was like, we have nothing ready. We have nothing ready at all. We don't have a hospital bag. We don't have a nursery. We don't even have a car seat installed. We have my son's toddler seat, but we don't have like the infant car seat. We don't have any of that. I was like, who are we going to, it's a Tuesday night. Who are we going to call to come take care of the animals and take care of the toddler. We're not going to go to the hospital right now because it's like 30 minutes from bedtime. It's going to be, it was just straight on panic mode. So then after that, I was like, we need to buckle down this weekend and get stuff done to be prepared for when this baby gets here. So that was my, I guess you call it the nesting experience this past weekend of just getting stuff done. We have a room that we want to make the baby's room. Unfortunately, it's a loft room. It is an enclosed loft, but there is absolutely no door at all. It's just like an open hallway entrance into it. We did get a good contractor to come out and he built the door. So we have the door in. We still need to spray texture because every single wall in this house has that stupid, ugly texture on it. So we had to spray texture. We still need to paint. We need to get the trim put around it and the door doesn't even have a doorknob on it at this moment in time so we need to go pick out a doorknob just all these little things that add up and just build up anxiety they're not major but they're just more stuff added to the list and that loft room was our storage room so now I had to go through and empty out all of that stuff and find new homes places to donate people to take it I really wanted to host a second swap party, but I don't know if that's realistic right now because I really have the the push in my bones to just get things done and over with. And to play in a swap party is, that would be the weekend that I go into labor, I'm sure. So <laughs> we're just getting stuff done left and right. So for the last couple of weeks, I have been working on some episodes. I wanted to do a sustainable car episode and was just not feeling it in the content. 
it's there, but it's not great. So I ended up switching gears because I found some other stuff that was more appealing to me. I know that we have had episodes discussing food waste and sustainable diet and how to take care of your food, but I found some more stuff. And I still think it's very important because for me in our household, and so I'm sure this is true with most households, food is a very major item to have in the house. And unfortunately, it's a lot of waste that can be controlled. And so I have some more tips and we'll be discussing that. But first, I want to play a game that I found online and it's called Waste Warrior Game. So this is basically just a multiple question trivia and I want to see how everybody does. So are you guys ready to play with me? Awesome. It's only six questions. It's a quick game. Question number one. How do you tell if an egg is still good to eat? A. Hold it up to the light. B. Sniff it. C. Submerge it in water. Or D. Look at the carton date. So the correct answer is C. You submerge it in cold water. If it sinks, then it is actually at its peak freshness. But if it floats to the top, then it is not a fresh egg and you should not be eating it. Question number two. What do you do if fresh herbs are wilted? A. Toss them. B. Revive with an ice bath. C. Shake them three times. Or D. Make potpourri. I feel that there are probably a couple of right answers here, but the, the main one that they're going for is B. Revive them with an ice bath for about 15 to 30 minutes. But you probably could make potpourri out of them. That would still be sustainable. All right, question three. How do you make your strawberries last longer? A, wash and slice them before storing. B, soak in vinegar and water. C, store on the counter. Or D, sprinkle with sugar. The answer is B, mix one part white vinegar and 10 parts water and soak the berries for two minutes. Drain and then put them back in the container. The vinegar kills the mold spores that are already growing on the berry, and it extends its shelf life. These are mold spores. You can't see them by the naked eye, but we're going to kill them, and that's how we extend the life, which is awesome. Bonus tips include refrigeration slows the breakdown of the fruit, so you want to refrigerate them, and only wash what you're about to eat by getting them wet and then storing them now you've increased the moisture content and encourage mold growth. So just wash, and this is for all fruit, especially berries. Wash it right before you eat it. Halfway done. How are you guys doing so far? Number four. What should you do with parts of the produce that you don't use? A. Put them in the garbage disposal. B. Throw them away. C. Utilize for other recipes. Or D. Plant them to make a garden. The answer we're going for is C. There's a lot that you can do with your leftovers. You can blend them up and use them in sauces. Onion ends are perfect for stalks. Any tougher end of a vegetable will actually soften and flavor up soups. And many frozen fruit and vegetables are great for smoothies, even the strawberry tops. If you ended up guessing D, to plant to make a garden, I'm still going to give you credit because there are many produce bits 
that you can salvage and use to make a garden out of. So I'll still give you that. Question number five. True or false? Expiration dates are law. The answer? False. <laughs> when it comes to expiration dates, it's best to use your senses. Our senses have evolved over millions of years to help you decide what is good to eat and what is not. Best before and used by dates indicate when a food is at its peak quality. Last question. How long does it take for a head of lettuce to decompose in the landfill? A. 25 years. B. 6 months. C. 2 years. Or D. 10 years. The answer? A. 25 years for it to break down in a landfill. It breaks down significantly faster in my own refrigerator drawer when it's pushed to the back and I forget that it's there. But in a landfill, because of lack of oxygen, bacterial growth, lack of sunlight because it gets buried in a whole bunch of other trash and whatnot, it takes significantly longer. This is why we want to encourage eating it all. And if you do have leftovers, what can you do with them? Anything other than throw them in the trash. And if you just can't do anything with them, then compost. Compost, compost. I hope everybody did well on that game. I hope that you enjoyed it and learned something from it. It was definitely eye-opening. So here are some preventing food waste tips for you. First, I want to share some facts. There are over 7 billion people on this planet, of which 925 million are starving. Yet we annually lose and waste 1.3 billion tons of food. That's enough to feed 3 billion people. It's an average of $1,500 is wasted per family of four each year on food that's just thrown away. Here are some tips to help you save your food and therefore the money that you spend on your food. I'm just going to read on down the line. If your honey crystallizes, all you have to do is microwave it until it returns back to liquid. I have done this. It totally works. But I've also been told if you get 100% real honey, it should never crystallize. It's when you get the generic or knockoff knock version where the honey is mixed in with some other stuff. That's when you start getting crystallization. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just hearsay. The next one is if you have an issue with getting bugs in your flower, you can add bay leaves to the flower and that will help keep the bugs away. I've not really had this issue but I do a lot of cooking from scratch and baking from scratch, so I do use up my flour pretty regularly. I also keep it in, a, in an airtight Tupperware container. If you add a couple of apples to your bag of potatoes, it'll significantly slow down the sprouting process on the potatoes. Another tip is to add rice to your salt shaker to prevent it from clumping. I have lived in Florida, which is extremely humid, all year round. So I will encourage that the more humidity in your area, the more rice it's going to take. <laughs> and there are times where you go to a restaurant in Florida and there's more rice than salt in that shaker in order to prevent it from clumping. But it does work. The trick does work. You can also add one stalk of celery to a loaf of bread to help keep it fresher longer and prevent molding. I have never tried that. I've never heard of that. 
but I usually, well, I mean, we, <laughs> we go through bread quite a bit. It never really gets to the moldy point, but I know if we're going to be gone on vacation or something, then we will stick it in the refrigerator or even freeze it at that point to help make it last longer. The next tip is to wrap lettuce and fresh herbs in a towel and then place them in a tightly sealed storage container to prevent them from wilting. I have not tried that, but we do have the silicone bags or even, I mean, I, I hate to say Ziploc bags or Tupperware, but if you're using them over and over the point, then that would still work. You're just trying to get, for me, getting like an airtight seal is what's helping and then putting them in the proper vegetable drawer in your refrigerator helps them last longer as well. The next bit of advice, place the stem of the banana bunch in a small dish of water and it will keep the bananas fresher longer. I have not heard that, but I have heard if you, when you get your bananas home, you rinse them right away and that will reduce your gnats. It'll keep the gnats away. I've also heard that if you just wrap the stem of the bunch with saran wrap, that'll keep it longer. And I have done that in the past and just reuse that piece of saran wrap, but I like this method of a bowl of water because now you're not using plastic saran wrap. Next on our list is to add a slice of bread to a jar of cookies to prevent the cookies from going stale. I have done this. Usually our cookies don't even make it that long. <laughs> Whenever I make cookies, they don't last more than a couple of days, and I usually just put them in an airtight container. But I have also added a slice of bread to brown sugar to stop that from getting rock, or I, I've had rock hard brown sugar, and you add in a slice of bread and it softens it right up. So the bread trick does work. You can also take soft cheeses like mozzarella or feta and put them in a bowl of salt water and seal it, and that'll help keep them fresher longer and prevent molding. Place avocados in a brown paper bag to prevent molding. I don't know about you guys, I'm in Indiana where avocados are not local. So the ones that we get are clearly coming from out of state and they are rock hard when we buy them. So the first thing we do is put them out on the counter and wait for them to soften up and it takes a few days. So after they're finally soft, then we pretty much eat them right away. But I guess if you're in a place where you can get them fresh and they're perfect and ready to eat and you're not able to consume them in time and molding is an issue, then you can try placing them in a brown paper bag. This next one is to add a little bit of salt to your gallon of milk to slow down spoilage. We go through probably three to four gallons of milk a week in this household. We buy it in bulk. We go to Sam's Club and we'll load up on like eight gallons of milk and then put them in our deep freeze. So that's not an issue for us. I have no idea if that's going to work or not. I, I don't, it just says add a little bit of salt. I don't know how much a little bit is. So I, I can't give any testimony to that, but you know, maybe one of you listeners can give it a try and give us feedback and let us know. I'm happy to share it. Do you have stale chips or even stale cereal? You can place them in a bowl in the microwave and then also add a glass of water to the microwave. So you're microwaving the glass of water and the bowl of stale chips or stale cereal at the same time and that will undo the staleness. I've not tried the microwave method, but I have had stale chips and stale cereal, and I put them on a baking sheet and put them in the oven and then undid the staleness by baking it that way. But you do have to be, you have to monitor it because they will, they'll go from stale to perfect and then to dark brown very quickly. 
Another tip on here is if you have hard brown sugar, like I said, I've done the bread slice method, but here they're saying that you can also add that. Put the hard clumps of brown sugar in a bowl and add a dampened paper towel on top and microwave. So of course for us, we're going to adapt that to a wet cloth or washcloth, a dampened reusable cloth, and put that on top of microwave and that will soften up your brown sugar as well. Okay, this is the last one. If you have sour milk, not spoiled, just sour, add some vinegar and stir and this will cause the milk to curdle and turn it into ricotta cheese. Now I have had milk in the past that was kind of going, I could tell it was starting to go and so I, I boiled it and added in vinegar and tried to create homemade cottage cheese but to me I could still taste the spoil on it so I, I'm not sure what the significant difference is between ricotta cheese and ricotta cheese and cottage cheese. I think they're extremely similar. I don't know. When I tried this one, it didn't work. But that was also in this article that I found that I liked. So there you have it. Some more tips to preventing food waste. Oh, I did want to share one last story with everybody. My husband and I, a couple, yeah, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, we went up to Sam's Club and got a whole bunch of meat, because that's what we do. And then we come home and we divide it all up. And so I had actually dug out the reusable silicone Ziploc bags and had them on the counter and we were dividing up the meat and he somehow didn't see them and reached under and grabbed the box of Ziploc bags that we still had from prior to getting the silicone storage bags and went to grab it and his hand was mere millimeters away from touching the box and I said, oh no, no, we're using the silicone storage bags and he just looked at me like, are you kidding me? And I was like, hey, you bought me those storage bags for Christmas. You were excited about using them too. And now we're going to really test them out and put the meat in there and freeze it. So he just kind of gave me, all right, sure, honey. Like this isn't worth getting into. We'll just use them. So I'm still slowly converting him to the sustainable lifestyle. He's participating. I just have to remind him every step of the way. But he's getting there. So if you're listening, I still admire you for doing that, honey. You're doing great. Okay, everybody. that's Now we're at the end of the podcast. It was a lot to catch up on, and I hope to stay in touch with everybody. Thank you for continuing to listen to me and support my podcast. Until next time, everybody, stay sustainable. Bye.